I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before just sliding right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a BT. What on earth? I don't have an option. Welcome, welcome to Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. You know James, you know Patrick, and you may also know us as the 11th most popular soccer podcast in the continental United States. Wow. That's a uh, two-point jump for those keeping count. Wow. Yeah. Do we have to give out 10 prizes already, or is this like a no, end-of-season thing? I'm going to bulk buy some keychains. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, you know, if we break top 10, we'll talk about it, but... I do think it is weird. This is according to Chartable. I do think it's weird they take my social security and credit card info each time I try to view our stats. But uh, apparently we're in 11th, and it Love doesn't it. lie. Yeah, I can almost smell the two Robbies. They smell scared. Yeah. Hanging out at number one, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. By far. Okay, yeah. We'll get there. We're slowly building, and what better place to start in an exciting round of fixtures than the game of the week? Mm-hmm. I agree. Game of the week. Yeah. Two top teams fighting for the top of the <laughs> Two table. Two top teams really going at it. You know, future title contenders. Yeah. Uh, I want you to walk me through what was in Emery's head, because I feel like he was planning a 30 for 30 called going into Anfield with a pinched midfield diamond. Yeah. Um, I was I was calling it Invincibles 2 mm-hmm. um, until the end of the match. So we'll wait another year. Um, yeah, that would have been an, ep- uh, an epic news conference. Well, I guess Invincibles isn't in the cards this year, but we go again. <laughs> uh, no, I thought, look, I think it was a little bit more positive than probably anyone will make you out to believe. I think that there's a very clear gap in quality between the two teams, and Emery addressed that with the way he set the team up. Uh, it wasn't a team that was set out to be particularly ambitious. It was there to absorb pressure, content with to allow them to play down the wings, and hopefully you don't concede, and you get a couple things on the break. I thought all of those things were kind of going for them in the first half, and it was a late goal off a set piece. And after that, Arsenal with, you know, having to change the game, having to go after the game, that's an uphill battle all along. We needed to take the goal first, in my opinion, to have a chance in this game. You really picked your poison, get beat through the middle, or allow them the flanks, and you allowed them the flanks, and I think a lot of people slated Arsenal for that, but to your point... It was kind of working at the start yeah. of the game. There were, there were, It was very obvious you had trouble playing out of the press, which is old Arsenal to a T. However, your counterattacking balls over the top were working, and you could yeah. have taken some chances in another game. But I, I think plan A aside, when the first goal came, went in off a set piece, it was obvious there was no plan B. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be that harsh because it was right before the half. Then you come out of the half Tough and time concede see. a penalty within three minutes. So whatever adjustments that they may have made for the second half were out the window pretty quick, and the third goal wasn't too far after that either. Mm. You know, so, But, I mean, there was no tactical adjustment, no clear sub. Um, I wanted Lacazette. I think everyone wanted Lacazette. Yeah. Um, and I think that... You got Torreira for Ceballos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lacazette definitely did come on. I mean, Lacazette, Mkhitaryan, they both impacted the game a little bit, but they never really got a chance to get into the game. Like, you could tell that they were there and that their pace would have made a difference mm-hmm. over 20, 30 minutes, yeah. but they had 5 yeah. to 10. Emery was squatting. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that that's that's a part that's a little disappointing. I think there's a lot of positives to take from it. 
uh, especially Pepe's performance. Um, you know, the, the final product wasn't quite there, but I think he's he's clearly ambitious enough to have a go at, at, in the Premier League. And so we're going to see if yeah. he can cut it out. You can toss dribbling past Van Dyke into the Emirates Trophy cabinet. Oh no, this isn't this isn't Spurs. We only put trophies in there. <laughs> uh, which no, which it, ones? They're they're a little old at this point. You wouldn't know them. <laughs> I, I remember they the go FA to Cups. another school. <laughs> yeah, FA Cups have been treating me well, sir. Um, no, I, I I think that Arsenal. Yeah, they got they yeah. got some business to handle, but I think home against Tottenham is a better litmus test. I think you're going to Anfield. You're expecting to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not. I mean, you're hoping for a draw. You're hoping the team. You're shows playing up. for a point. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think that was clear with what Emery did. Yeah. I think I think that there was a recognition in that side that with that setup, with the way the team was playing, that there was slight belief, but they knew that they were mm-hmm. the worst team, which is exactly how I felt. Um, slight belief, we knew that we weren't the better team, and I, but I just think that you know the the gap in quality between Arsenal and Liverpool is such that it's just you know you you can't really hang. Like, it, I think it was a fair result in the end. You know, I don't think that Liverpool created. It, it wasn't like the City Tottenham game where they were yeah. just burying chance or like putting the ball yeah. in, putting the ball in, putting the ball in. But those goals were coming. You had Mo Salah going down the wings, yeah. <laughs> he breaks into the box. What do you think's gonna happen? Liverpool for the title, the Champions League. They're gonna do him. They're gonna do him every time. Oh, I dropped it out at the last minute. Oh, that was great though. I, I needed that. I was working on that for ten minutes in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Talk oh, to me. That was good. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Talk to me about David Luiz. Because uh, we've yeah. seen the good. Actually, I don't know if we've seen the good. We've seen the good in his career. Yeah. But we were also fully aware of the ugly. And I want to know what conclusions you're taking away from this performance from him. Neutral. Not. I'm not jumping too far in any one direction. I don't... In a defense that's error prone. Yeah. I mean... Look, for me, the... Conceal, conceal what you're doing on the penalty a little bit more... I don't view it as an error. Salah's clean in on goal. It's it's two nothing whether you grab him or not. What there was residual effects because he picked up the yellow and then couldn't take a professional foul on Salah's second goal. Mm. He had to duck out of that tackle. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, you can do him for that. But look, you with with what Arsenal was working with before, this is an upgrade. I'm willing to let that. What up. would Mustafi have done? He wouldn't have been there. And that's trending on Twitter. He wouldn't have been there. What would Mustafi do? He would be turning to the linesman asking for offside. No matter what, no matter how the goal is scored, some, belter from thirty yards, he's turned to the linesman. Some say he's still asking. Yeah, I mean that's just who he is, mm-hmm. and it's it's unfortunate. But no, I'm 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 on the David Luiz train. I think sorting out the midfield and actually getting a consistent run of games for Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette together mm-hmm. are bigger priorities than that back line. Yeah, well, juicy North London derby to look forward to. Sure. You seemed very calm after the loss because we talked about it. When you go to Anfield, you know. You're playing for a point. Anything more, you're over the moon. Yeah. So you 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 were pretty accepting of the result, I'd say, from someone who was with you watching it. Yeah. And uh, you were you, like you said, you were more nervous about going to play Tottenham. That was before they played Newcastle on Sunday. So let's talk about your upcoming um, upcoming opponents. Sure. Um, they look entirely dependent upon Christian Eriksen, who is resigned to the bench and potentially leaving in the next week. Yeah. So I mean, I believe the. The, the Arsenal game Sunday, so it's the first. So deadline day, he, baby. He should be starting if he's in if he's on if he's on Tottenham come September first. Mm-hmm. He should be starting in that game. He is. I mean, he. he I don't. I don't want to call him their best player, but 
against a team like Newcastle, Newcastle was sitting back. They they needed somebody to break it down, and it wasn't happening. And he came onto the game, came onto the field. Him and Lacelso pretty, maybe at the same time, but yeah. pretty close to each other. Yeah, they they started to do things, but I mean, honestly, Tottenham's not looking that formidable yet. Um, no, it. Um, they needed against Villa. It was the same story. And when Ericsson came on, they turned it around. Yeah. And in this case, maybe Newcastle was a little more organized on the day. Ericsson wasn't able to turn it around, but you could tell he was going to be the game breaker. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, Kane missed one that he usually finishes. Yeah. I think. Uh, Chalk it up to the fantasy team. Lucas Mora had another one where he was pretty clean in on goal. You know, there, there's chances that Tottenham probably takes on their day and truthfully probably takes in a North London derby. Maybe luck caught little, up to them. A little more switched on. Luck caught up to them from the city result. Yeah, yeah. That, that might... <laughs> it, it came back around real yeah, if you're, Yeah, if, if that's something that you subscribe to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. But yeah, no, it should be a good game and it could go any different directions. Early enough in the season, we don't really know what either of these two teams are yet. At home, you fancy your chances. I do, I do. I would be disappointed with anything. I think other they're than there three for points. the taking. Yeah, yeah. I do. Ooh, yeah. That's a quotable. Disappointed with anything other than three points. Yeah. No, I, I am, and I, I, I would also be disappointed if the, we do not get Aubameyang, Pepe, and Lacazette all in the starting lineup. That always seemed to be the plan. Right. We're coming on match week four. We haven't seen it yet. When? Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it against. You know, like you were clearly ramping up Pepe match weeks one and two. You clearly had a very specific plan for Liverpool. Plan A was fine. Didn't quite pan out. Okay, this is the week where, why not? Yeah, like are you? It's it would be a lack of ambition to me and a lack of a desire to get three points. Mm-hmm. Um, from the outset, I'll keep an open mind if they don't start, and you know, hopefully, we see a plan A that's a little bit different and more attacking. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even hate if, um, you know, Pepe was dropped or uh, Aubameyang was dropped, but to leave Lacazette continually on the bench, I think he's the most likely to, to pull something out of nothing. Right. You know, he's he's the guy that I want. He's first in my team sheet as far as those three are concerned. Right. And I think last week was the anomaly, and you'll see him integrated. I agree. I agree. But uh, on Spurs, and I want to start drawing some parallels, and we can take this in a couple different ways, to uh, United Palace. What I saw in Spurs, you know, it's funny. After the United game, I, I said I was comparing their performance to Liverpool and how they play and how they break down a team because Arsenal was set up defensively. Sure. Went about it a completely different and more effective way. Newcastle, uh, sorry, Spurs struggled in the same way United did and it and it um, was the lack of creativity from the number 10, which is so crucial. Like in our case, we're working with Lingard. They're working with who's covering when it's not Ericsson. They've got... It's Lamella, I think, got the start. Three, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not going to be playing through the middle, so... It's, it's an interesting one. Son came back in the team, and he's going to start getting reintegrated, and I think they'll see some points from that. But the other comparison I wanted to make was on VAR. Mm. knew it was going to come up, come up eventually. It, it comes up every week now. Verizon sponsors the VAR check in, in the Premier League. It seems like it bothers you. Yeah. D- any reason? or? Well, I mean, they're both known for a lack of timely service. Oh. Oh! That's a Verizon roast. <laughs> All you out there, AT&T or die. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> to bring me to my main point yeah please we've talked about VAR in the context of offsides and we've talked about VAR in the context of handball by the rules we haven't yet talked about and this was the main week where it happened we haven't yet talked about VAR in the context of correcting clear and obvious fouls on the field yeah in Spurs Newcastle you saw J- uh, Jamal Lascelles just spear into into Harry Kane yep just like Naruto running Area 51 storm in right into sure. Harry Kane. Sure. Brings him down. 
I think there was an official check. It doesn't get called back. That United game, I don't know who was running it. Some clown, but yeah. Uh, the the drag back on Martial. Yep. In the penalty box, that one doesn't even get checked. And in both those instances, I saw clear and obvious fouls that didn't get brought back. Yeah. And I'm. It seems like VAR is giving the main ref a little bit more of a leash than yeah. than the average fan would. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And I think that they weren't. Oh, you like how it worked? With the exception of the jersey pull, those two instances were no different from the solid penalty that was given. You know, the jersey pull makes it just a really egregious, but solid didn't go down. You know, Kane, I mean, Kane actually did lose his chance on the ball, but Marshall was able to get a shot off, albeit a very difficult one because he was pulled down. A little but, bit too honest. In one of those cases of a footballer staying up. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, you want to talk about getting rid of, getting rid of diving, getting diving out of the game. There's your incentive. You know, Marshall goes straight down, doesn't try to make a play on the ball. He's got a much better case of the penalty than yep. he did. After, or mm-hmm. he could attempt nearly an impossible shot and hope the ref bails him out. Right. Um, what they mentioned in the... Lee Dixon mentioned this in, in the um, Tottenham game, which I thought was well, interesting. Let me perk my ears up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the... It's it's not one of his 99 anecdotes. It's that one that 1% fact that is worthwhile talking. It's not just Lee Dixon going off for no reason. But the VAR check is not a official, a VAR official just making a decision. It is that official consulting with the referee. He was saying that Mike Dean could tell the VAR, say, like, yeah, I saw there was contact, not enough for a penalty for me. And then the VAR official could have a completely different opinion of that but he... and decide not to give it. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at the case okay. of the City-Tottenham game, that the VAR official might have told Michael Oliver, hey, that ball hit his hand in the box, clear mm-hmm. cut with a new rule. Mm-hmm. Michael Oliver conceded. So yeah, of course. But I, I don't know where that power lies. So d- it seems like clear and obvious error means, you know, maybe like, we're talking like Andoni- get away with murder. We're talking like Andoni at Brighton. Yeah, it's- like if that shit happens and a ref misses it, the VAR guy's like, all right, no. well, a leg just got stamped out. Yeah, but I, I think if you're looking at in the cases of penalties that. Before VAR have gone either way, you know, you miss some calls, you make some calls. It seems like the uh, the burden of proof and, and the jurisdiction is going to lie with the referee, the main referee. And a VAR is less likely, a VAR referee right. is less likely to Yeah, it seems like they're not in the business of reofficiating matches, um, which I'm hoping that they fine-tune that, and I hope that they tighten up, or mm-hmm. actually loosen up what is mm-hmm. clear and obvious error, because right now it seems to be an incredibly high threshold. Yeah. For clear and obvious error. Yeah. Like, if you could make the case for Marshall not being fouled, he turned and got a shot off. Maybe it's not a clear and obvious... You know I mean? I don't know right. where that line is. Right. And so I think what, what is going to be left in the game is what has been the most frustrating part, which is a lack of consistency. Which is day-to-day, match-to-match, week-to-week, official-to-official, that's a pen, that's not a pen. Same mm-hmm. play. You know, you don't know. And, I mean, I don't know if that's... That, that seems to like inject some more of that excitement back in that you love. But <laughs> this is, I mean, this is the first point I'll concede to the pro VAR folks. For God's sakes, we're trying to make the the game better, and there's just so much moaning. Yeah, and it just, it's just almost counterintuitive. Yeah, so I'll I'll I'm still jury style for me. It's three match weeks in. Let's give it some time. I don't think we're really gonna know if this oh, thing's I mean, working well for a couple years. That's how long I think it'll take to sort it out. Um, I do have a. Um, I'm paraphrasing this, but I have a Mourinho quote for you. This is the only people... Yes, go ahead. The only people who complain about the introduction of video cameras are thieves. (laughs) 
Who would have thought Marino with that quote? <laughs> he said that right after the City game. Oh, yeah, right <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. He also, Always shot at Pep. He also cried because he's out of football. So He does seem pretty sad. Yeah, he's, he's a sad man right now. Yeah. Yeah, someone should. Yeah, mental health is a serious issue. Someone go help him. Yeah, someone keep an eye on him. Send Van Hal over there, film it like a buddy sitcom. Yeah, I think. Uh, Out of job United managers. Marcus might know him. Get him on the horn. Yeah, Marcus hasn't spoken to him yet. Yeah. But, um, Next time he does. I mean, we were leaning that way. Give me a runway to talk about United Palace. Um, well, let me start with a question How did I look watching the game? You looked horrible. You looked you looked miserable. I spent the whole second half cooking in the kitchen because I couldn't be around you. No, yeah, no, I figured. No, you were you were very high stress. Those egg Benedict. Yeah, mm. was, I think it was it was it was the first it was the first heat check of the season for United. So it was there's a small part of your brain that was probably still on the title track, and you had to you had to reconcile. Yeah, uh, I'm a living and breathing uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas meme where oh shit here we go again. <laughs> I mean, the, the the painful thing for me, for for you, was that, you know, it was the the, the Palace goals were against the run of play, both of them, uh-huh. and I don't think United was really, you know, out winning that game. You know, they, they, it wasn't such a dominant performance that United that I was like, oh, this is such an unjust result. No, um, but the pain of them giving you hope and looking like they were due for a second, oh. and then conceding the second. That was genuinely I mean, difficult. Say what you want about stray offside, but the picture of uh, Daniel James celebrating the equalizer, Rashford and Martial pulling him back, saying, Good lads, bringing him back so they could kick off and lose the game. <laughs> Speeding it up. Oh, man. Well, no, no. I, I. Yeah, what. As far as the performance goes, what. What are the issues for United that they need to resolve because they're. Their team is their team. We talked about it. Yeah. There's not a lot on that bench that you're. Saying, okay, well, if it this was, goes wrong, we can do this. It was a case of expected and unexpected. Things that we've talked about before. The expected, um, lack of a number 10. Talked about it last week. I'm a little disappointed Ali uh, started the exact same team as Wolves. You and I both agreed that Mata would have been a better option from to the start. To break down a team, Because yeah. it's not, you know, Lingard, God bless, um, his benefit, if you can call it a benefit, comes in breaking out on the counter. You know, a willing runner. Someone who can connect the ball, easy passes, yeah. not spark Impressive. a moment, not spark a moment of creative, you know, um, penetration. So I would have liked to see Mata there. Expected problem. We don't have a number ten. Another expected problem. When we do need to go to Plan B, we bring on Mason Greenwood, um, and I feel bad for him. He's seventeen years old, and there's a lot of responsibility on those shoulders. Right. And you know, we're not bringing on Lukaku. We're not bringing on Sanchez. We're not bringing on a Dybala who we would have signed. You know, this is our squad, like you just said. Those are the expected problems. Things I didn't expect. Oh, and Luke Shaw getting injured. Put that in the expected column. Uh, Unexpected. The defense making uncharacteristic errors. I thought Maguire and Lindelof. I thought it it, it was like a game of, you know, three weeks in. What are you going to call it? But it was a game of regression. Positive signs in Chelsea, positive signs against Wolves, and then a little bit of a step back, and then De Gea making another mistake, which you don't really want to see. Right. I know you gave him a little bit of benefit of the doubt in the game. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult save to make, but of a keeper of his caliber, yeah. that's one you, you expect. Things you don't expect. So the rest of the season's scary because I'm more scared about breaking down a Brighton at home than I am yeah. going to play against Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, that game's going to be fireworks. Yeah. It might be eight goals. 
So it's just be teams running at each other. And I'll be wrap fun. it up with this. I wish Colin never showed me Reddit because that is just an amalgamation of the worst kind of people out there. Oh yeah, you don't you you learn pretty quickly you don't go into post game threads or game threads. It's just it's the worst. Then why am I going straight there? Yeah, oh well, I mean it's you'll learn. You'll learn. It takes about six months for you to realize it's just Do you do you avoid game threads? I'll go in. I'll go and chirp every now and again. Just I'll do a comment and like drop so a you comment. Comment. You're in deeper than I am. Oh, I mean, like I'll I'll like pop in a game thread. Won't even read anything, and then just like make a joke, pop right out, mute all my notifications. You know. I am waiting for the rush with my first comment, like the rush that I'll get from that. Oh yeah, you're gonna be like, checking it, seeing how many people have uploaded oh, it. Yeah. I wonder what it's gonna be. It'll be a good one. Yeah, but I do want to talk about that. The, the defense. Um, whatever. You know that's. Three weeks in, you got. There's not a single person on that line who's used to playing with the person next to them. Sure. So, sure. whatever. You're I just wasn't gaps. expecting it. Right, sure. Um, where is David De Gea's head? Because this is not a new issue. They're relatively isolated incidents, but. I mean, if he, if he, yeah. is he still the best keeper in the league? Is he. Is he. Like, where. Well, like how much just, do you value him? We just talked about Reddit. Uh, on the post-game thread, one of the top comments was a five-paragraph <laughs> case study into how Spanish keepers start losing their reflexes earlier than other keepers of other nationalities. Jesus. Yeah. That's Reddit in a nutshell, folks. That's actually one of the more thought-out posts. I mean, he did pull statistics about Casillas and, and things like that. I I respect it. Yeah, how, okay. That's neither here nor there. Um, I think you raise a good question on De Gea. I... Oh, man. I, you know, I think... Keepers do go through phases. I think he's been so good for so long that he's got a longer rope with me than a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, I think this season will tell. Because he's coming off the back of a bad season at the end of last season. And it's, are we talking blips? Are we talking about this is the trend now? So right. ask, ask me again in six months. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's also a component of what he does so well is his positioning and reacting. Mm-hmm. And... If there's advanced analytics and film study and scout teams that can kind of say, hey, this is what he's going to do if you're in on goal, you can start to pick that apart. You know, I do think that what he does very, very well is standing his ground in a breakaway situation or, you know, his quick feet reactions. He made so maybe it. you get that ball off the ground. I mean, I don't know. That's that, that was me making a huge, huge, like, interpretation of one goal. Yeah. But most of, I think, what is, the crazy saves he makes, he makes with his feet mm-hmm. and his body. Two things I will say. It wasn't a howler. The no. Wenbis, it wasn't a howler. No. It was something he should have saved. And he made a good he made a pretty good kick save earlier in the game that I think yeah. a lot of people. So Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Look, yeah, he's he's still class. Um <laughs> I don't think it's to the point where he's you know, he he hasn't won you points in a long time. Whereas two years ago, Mourinho's penultimate season. I think he kept out like eleven or something expected goals versus one and a half yeah. from a year ago. I mean, like he was he was out of this world, I don't know that he'll ever return to that level of form. Yeah. That also might be that defense was just giving him just point blank shots left right. and right. You know, so right. maybe he's just putting more situations where he had to make those plays. Um, but yeah, okay. So you're a little bit more measured than so Reddit would have me believe. Let's see Southampton away. What kind of game is that going to be? I don't think it's going to be a game where we have to break down a team because I yeah. think Southampton at home is going to go for it. Right. So let's let's look and see how we react. Are you at all worried about? Um, or I guess this is the first time this season. Well, maybe we had a little taste against Wolves, but 
Are you at all worried about the character, the resiliency of this team at this point? It seems like a sure. Yeah, it's a young team. I loved, I loved what I saw in that win against Chelsea, and I think with each week, two weeks, that win starts to get devalued a little bit because you're not building on it. But I loved what I saw in that first game and the team spirit and understanding that this is the team that we have and we got to work together. I'm a hundred percent worried about resiliency because they haven't been there before and they're learning how to play with each other. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick that apart if you weren't. So we oh, can. Yeah. We can move no, on. No, don't worry. Yeah. I, I'm nothing if not rational. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move along. It's a foul. God. Jeez. Uh, my uh, my chirps at Chelsea have come right back to haunt me because oh, here yeah. we are, three game weeks in, we're both sitting on four points. Yeah. And it happened just like that. Um, I don't want to pressure you in any way or Please. you know force you to respond in a specific way. I'm just going to throw it out there. How do you feel about your Mason Mount take? Um, just throw it out there. I, I still hey, feel hey, good don't about get, it. Don't get defensive. I still feel good about don't it. Don't get defensive. I You're, still... You look very threatening right now. Yeah, watch yourself. Coming at my, my genius takes. Um, no, I mean, I, th- I think I think Pulisic created that goal for him. He slotted it home. Like, yeah, I mean, he, mm. he knows how to pass from 15 yards out. You know, they're, they're chances I take, both of them. You know, I might not have the fitness right. anymore to put myself in those positions. Right. But plot me in. You're there. Plot you're taking, me in yeah. with two steps. Yeah. They're both in the back. He's really that. riding Conte's coattails. I wouldn't say Conte's. Maybe, maybe so you're so. coming up with shit and you're not going to let me go along with that one? No, no. I mean, that's a little harsh. He's a young lad. He'll grow into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, no. He Look, dude, he's he'll, he'll probably be better than trash. So as far as my trash take. But one man's yeah. trash. Right. Is Lampard's yeah. treasure. Yeah. I mean, he did it against Norwich. And talk about another take that didn't really age well. We were talking about Olivier Giroud being the staple of the front uh, the front uh, line on Chelsea. And, yeah. You know, I think Fred, they'll still need it. Yeah. Oh, they'll need it for certain games, but credit to Tammy Abraham coming yeah. back in after a rough couple of weeks and scoring two goals. Yeah. Against... Let's, let's, let's just remember, though, this team was in the championship four months ago. But goddamn, are they exciting. Yeah. They can score. They can also concede. Also. I'm not going to write home about Tammy Abraham getting a goal against Norwich at home. Two goals. Two goals, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm just saying yeah. credit to the lad. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I think I think he's of the players at Chelsea, the young players. Maybe this will be a good exercise since I just keep slating them. Um, the young players at Chelsea that I'm excited about, um, Abraham's probably at the top of that list. Mm. Really is because is Pulisic a young player. He's 20, right? 21. So he's not at the top of your list. No, I I would I Abraham excites me more because that dude is huge. The dude is huge. Big I think lad. he. I think he does have the technical skill as well. So, I mean, I could see him being a really, really good target man because it's clearly how I think Chelsea like to play. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think he's going to be Drogba, but right. I think I think that that's a role that Chelsea right. need. And I could see him fitting that role well, and he's he's fucking huge, dude. He's huge. Yeah, he's in that mold. Yeah. So he's one to watch. Uh, on the Norwich side, obviously, Pookie's still doing it. Mm. I keep saying it's going to tail off, waiting for that to happen. Never will. Uh, and then one to look out for, Daniel Fark, their manager. Watch his post-game conferences at a certain point and just try to get a feel for him because something about him throws me off. He looks like a marionette or like some kind of puppet. He looks like a villain. God, that guy's freaky looking. Yeah, he's a strange looking guy. And he he talks with like a James Bond-esque German accent. Um, yeah, he's like the, he is like the poor man's uglier clop. Yeah, in every sense of the word. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he's one of the league in a couple I'm years. looking out for fireworks. Norwich, I guess Norwich, Norwich Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, Norwich Liverpool would be fun. Well, it already well, happened. Well, already happened. Well, reverse <laughs> fixture. Carroll Road, baby. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, do we want to talk about Bournemouth City, or are we just going to let them silently uh, carry their weighted title? Uh, I think for now, they can silently sit in second place. You know, that's where they are, right? Yeah, they are in second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Liverpool still uh, the first battle for the top of the table. They won that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 pretty remarkable. We only got four teams above four points three match weeks in. So, I fully expect Liverpool and City to run away with this thing, and it is on for the rest of it. Yeah. The party is for three and four. And not now even five and six, I the think. The foundation upon which this podcast was built. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to... And tr- truly, I do think that it's it's a as long as there's that big of a delta at the top of the table, mm-hmm. it's a reasonable thing to strive for. Mm-hmm. I would like for Arsenal to step out of that as their goal as much as you would like, but like like a team like Tottenham is like a team where top four is expe- accepted, expected, and then let's see if this is the year where we have title ambitions. No, maybe not. Okay, next year then. And so I'd like to see Arsenal take that. I'm sure you would like to see uh, United and our Chelsea friends to see Chelsea, uh, but. Fifth and six aren't aren't given anymore, and so I think those are going to be some real exciting no places. Budge. Yeah, and I think that the Europa League is going to. I mean, the Europa League does a lot for a team like Burnley, whereas a team like Arsenal, it's like, oh shit, forty million dollar budget. But for Burnley, would rather can, not. Yeah, but then you could you might be able to see a little bit more organic growth with some yeah. of those teams. So I would I, the more teams like that that get into the top six, the more yeah. money that they get. Chelsea's always going to have money. Arsenal's always going to have money. The money's always going to be there for those other sides. So you might be able to inject some money into a few more teams that didn't always have it. So I'm pumped. Spot on. Yeah. Well, I think those are all the games worth providing our expert analysis for right? so far. And let's get into the fun stuff. Yeah. Let's talk fantasy. Okay. How are you feeling? I feel good. Have not checked the standings, full disclosure, after match week three. You dropped. I expected that. Just I expected my team. Not as much as I did. Oh. Yeah. Am I still top ten? Uh, couldn't tell you off the bat, but I'll tell you what I did do, and that's skin my team entirely. Ooh. Played that you wild You gutted card. it? Oh, gutted it. Played the wild card. So too early, the man. the wild card button. No. It's too early. No, they, you know, they weren't playing for the badge. <laughs> I could feel it. And there was that juju of all my players in goal-scoring opportunities in the past week and not converting, and I can't allow that on my team. I, I mean, I, I respect the logic. Yeah. Can't knock that. I'm sitting close to the bottom three. Wow. It was okay. Bad. You might get relegated. From, oh, from yeah. From Prem 2 next year. You got to cut the podcast. Only 20 allowed. <laughs> just drag me on social like James can't do the podcast anymore he got relegated yeah you do the championship next uh, year that was bottom three let's talk about our top three okay first off not- notable absentees all I'm gonna show you did not want to did not want to reconcile didn't, that team name did not want that rating okay we'll see if that's your team name when you get back in Nigel I'm waiting to see but here's who's back in third place okay. Zin and Tonic Matt Morton did he go back he dropped out and now he's back but no did his name go back no same name okay no, that okay. was Gilfie Pleasures. Oh, okay, yeah, who yeah. Then, who then became uh, foreign dignitaries. And we were waiting for another Everton-themed team name. Do we get it? Uh, I'm not going to reveal that until he shows us that he belongs in the top three. Understood, understood. All right, let's move on well, to Welcome back, Zen and Tonic. Yeah, welcome back, Zen and Tonic. Second place, we've got a new entry. Ooh. Lampard in the pun. Lampard in the pun? Lampard in the pun. And that belongs Ugh. to our dear friend... Sean Gator. Sean, giving that team name a, a three. Oh. Um, I will not pardon that pun. I don't like it too much. Normally puns go well with the crowd. They do. They do. Um, I, I don't like the, the mushing of words like that. It's too, too, those two words are too long to come together. So it's a three. That's a three for you. Yep. Okay. And then first place, do you want to take a guess? 
Uh, R.I.P. August Ames, hold yeah, down. I mean, number one in our hearts. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Team of Destiny. <laughs> Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton plays in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's our fantasy team. Uh, bulk order of keychains on the way. I'm just prepping for what I'm ultimately going to promise by the end of the season, and it's not looking good. Someone's getting a water park in their backyard. This is how participation trophies come to be. From Bill Prem theme. <laughs> Just well, promise. by the logic that I'm giving myself a trophy at the end of this, everyone sitting above me has to get something. That's fair. No collusion. Yeah, so you gotta work. You gotta work. <laughs> I gotta see, work my way back see up. See if we can't drop somebody yeah. from somebody else's yeah, team. Yeah, true. People will stop doing their team. Like, you're gonna be in the top half of this table if you do your team every week. And that's my call out to the Fantasy League, because I don't think the Fantasy League has it in them mm. to do 38 mm. match weeks. Step up to the challenge, team. Yeah. Alright, well, I'm gonna put Pat's Degenerate District on ice. Because right now you're too hot, so we're going to come back to it. What I am going to do is introduce a new segment. Can't wait. It's called, If You Build It, They Will Come. And what I want you to do is build your perfect soccer player based on features of players in the Premier League. So I want you to pick the best head. Easy. The best brain. Easy. (laughs) Good lord, dude. The best torso. The best right peg and the best left peg. Okay. Okay. That's head, brain, torso, right, left. Okay, I'm going to start in the middle and then go out. Uh, I'm going my... To- my to- <laughs> A true Koblen approach. It, yeah, my torso, I'm going uh, Virgil van Dyke. Long, strong, got good hips. Are hips part of the torso? Ah, uh, no. The hip, the top, Whoa. he's got the top part of his hips. His waist is. It's hips adjacent. His Okay, yeah, so I like the way he moves his hips. Doesn't get beat off the dribble, so I'm going Virgil Van Dyke in the torso. Okay. Um, left peg. This one is. Um, this one might surprise you. I'm going Riyad Mahrez. Ooh. Because I think that they're more complete footballers, but I don't think there's someone. He's the most Robin esque in the Premier League, who's going to cut inside on his left mm-hmm. and try to pearl one. Uh, so I'm giving him that one. Right. That dude barely plays. Yeah, 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 I'm just taking the peg, though. I'm not taking the rest no, of it. No, I, I I, just had a moment of, like, he's a top-class player. Barely plays. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm past that. And he rushed it. himself back from Algeria duty to just be in the team. Anyway, that's enough pep. Amazing culture over there. That's enough um, Then I'm going to go... Shout out Bob Bradley and Vela wanting a pep and Aguero moment at the game. Oh, yeah. It's just knock off. Yeah, for real. Um, let me ask you this. At what part... Do the eyes belong to the brain or to the head? The eyes belong... Are you talking about vision? I'm just talking about the eyes. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to go with brain. Because they're connected by the optical nerve. I'm going Mesodosal's brain. Um, I want those mm. those eyes seeing everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and get some bigger eye sockets from this head. Um, but I'm going eyes of Mesodosal. Okay. Head of Harry Maguire. Wow. <laughs> so I want to put those eyes, which are already bulging out, into a appropriately sized Did you skull. know I was going to make this a Photoshop? Because you just crushed it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't yet. But I can't wait. Oh, so, squinty eyes. Yeah, I'm going with it. Yeah, going with that head. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best head in the... He's got a chant that says his head is fucking massive. It's the slab head. Yeah, slab head. <laughs> so I got to go to right foot. Okay, right foot. Um... Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm. So I noticed you took crossers and curlers versus just power in the feet. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I'm trusting um, the torso of Van Dyke to get those legs in the right place. 
Ozil's brain to pick the right thing, and God forbid we get a rebound, slamming it home. Mm-hmm. So there's your perfect footballer. Yeah, I don't think I can argue that. Did you have a, a, a one prepared? No. You just wanted that one. You didn't want to play your own game either? Hey, I come up with games for the betterment of the okay. podcast. Oh, no, I was asking. I was curious. Yeah. What would you, what would you, if you had to pick, I'll make you play this. Change one thing about my player to make it better. Yeah, uh, I'm not taking Ozil's eyes. I'm not taking his eyes, I'm taking his brain. You, okay, then why did eyes come into play? Because I wanted to make sure I also got his vision. Okay, I'm taking De Bruyne's brain. Yeah, I think he sees a pass five minutes before it's even available. Yeah, yeah. I think he's also got all of the physical I think he tools. sits on the bench and knows the pass he's going to play in ten minutes when he comes on for an assist. I agree. I also think he has a much... Like, his supporting cast is running, knows where he's going. Mm-hmm. They're making intelligent runs, and he has every physical tool in the toolbox. He has pace, he has the ball control, he can play passes and shots with both feet mm-hmm. from near or far. I mean, I, I think he's the best player Actually, in the Actually, I take it back. I'm taking Jamie Vardy. Should I have just made De Bruyne as a player? Yeah, fair. <laughs> it's honestly... Shame about the hair color. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, let's wrap up with the de- Degenerate District. Yeah. Let's do goal of the week. I have a clear one. I think most people who watched all the goals this week have a clear one. Why don't you go ahead? I am going to go with Salah's second. Wow. Liverpool's third. You're not You're not taking Harvey Barnes. No. No. You're taking Salah's second goal. Yeah, dude. I, th- I mean, he completely did the whole Arsenal team. He did David Luiz. And Mon- Monreal. Who's basically a traffic cone. And then <laughs> slotted it home. I mean, it was just... It, it was a good solo run, and that's what I'm taking. I think that's an extremely hot take. Do you want to watch Harvey's goal again? Look... I'm all about <laughs> diversity here. If we're going on social media, we need two posts. This yeah, is, I'm playing the right. long game. I know you don't want to be a contrarian. I mean, you want to be a contrarian. You want to diversify the takes. But yeah. let's talk about that Barnes goal. Dude is eyeing up a half volley from outside the box. They put a speedometer on that bad boy going 71 miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the goal of the season, not my goal of the week. <laughs> <laughs> two different things, folks. Yeah, can't give the goal of the week. It's too low of an honor for we're that goal. We're talking Pushkas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't want to devalue it by giving you know, goal of the Can't week. give a goal of the right. week. We'll come back to a goal of the season. Yeah. I'll keep you to that. Yeah. It might be my goal of the month. All right. The moment you've all been waiting for. If you're trying to pay your rent, if you're trying to go on that dream vacation, you know where to come. Because Pat's Degenerate District and the lock of the week is now three for three, folks. Yep. Yep. That's right. James said it. Lock of the week, three for three. Uh, about to go four for four. Um, you're smashing Arsenal to win. They're plus 140. They're not losing that game. They're getting three points. Said it would be a disappointment. Three-way money line. Yeah. The line's even. Okay. Uh, But yeah, take Arsenal to win. Smash it. That's Um, the lock. We're not talking Croc. We're not talking Doc. We're not talking Brock. No. Um, My Croc of the week is at home. I'm taking Burnley to draw Liverpool. And that's plus 425. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. But I like that Plus pick. 425. That's, that's pretty good. And I, and Burnley, Burnley at home. The, you know how Burnley's going to set up. You know how Liverpool's going to... You know exactly the game you're going to get. You're going to get Burnley packed in. It's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. The, I, I really love these types of games. Because it's, it's a war of attrition. And, you know, there's a very, it's very clear what both teams are set out to do. And yeah. it's just who will break or who will break down the other team. And it, it, I, I absolutely love them. Um, I just want to revisit that lock of the week. I think I'm still processing it. You're willing to risk... A three for three perfect record on locking Arsenal to beat Spurs. Yeah, I mean I've I've taken risks to get here, and so I'm not gonna. And, and the thing is, I know that people are out here 
spending a lot of money on these takes, and so I want to make sure that it's not... You know, yeah, I could take... What could I take here? I could take City at home against Brighton, minus 1,200. You know? But no one's paying their rent with Mm, that. That's a high risk. Yeah. Maybe you go to Tesco's. Get yourself a pint. Get a pint at Tesco's. They sell them on their own, and, and then the you pack. take it back home and drink it at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Got yeah. It. Got I know it. it's a grocery store. Got it, got it. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> well, you can also go to any old pub. There's plenty of pubs. If you just want the one pint and a place to sit, but if you want to take it at home, watch a game at home, listen to Prem Prem, go to Tesco's. Tesco's, the grocery store for the people. That was not a paid ad. <laughs> we'll be in a month. You just give it time. They will be. All right. Any other new segments you want to introduce? Because I brought a new segment and. Uh... I kind of put it on you to come up with a new segment. Um, no, I had a, I had an idea for what's that thing this week, but that's okay. not a new segment. Okay, so I don't want to I want to do it. Yeah, why don't you keep that to yourself? Yeah. All right, folks. It's been another amazing week in the prem. It's been another amazing week in the booth. We can't thank you enough for listening. As always, please share it out and and spread the good word. We're gonna keep it coming to you weekly on Wednesdays. Check in with us next time. We'll be back. On behalf of Patrick, this is James and Prem Dill Prem, signing off. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.